Hello, testing. All right, this is our medical minute for what's today, the 25th evening. So recently had a patient who came in with just occasional expressive aphasia. She was having kind of intermittent word salad, no other neuro deficits. She, she didn't really fall into our typical stroke pattern. It had been going on for a while, so she wasn't a stroke alert. We did a head CT and were uh, surprised to find that she had a subdural hematoma because she reported no trauma. Uh, and, uh, you know, it caused me to think about kind of what's the incidence of spontaneous subdural hematoma uh, in the elderly in particular. Um, they say when you look it up that subdural hematoma is the great imitator. I always thought syphilis was the great imitator, but apparently also subdural hematoma. So a quick reminder of the uh, kind of pathophysiology. If you can see this little brain picture, um, typically an epidural hematoma is related with trauma and it's, uh, it's an arterial bleed. And so it kind of ends up being this lens shape classically on head CT. Whereas a subdural hematoma is usually a venous bleed that occurs beneath the dura and uh, kind of layers out looking more like a crescent moon on a head CT. And so this typically occurs in the elderly because the brain shrinks. And so those veins, which are you know coming from near the skull, are now stretching to get to where the brain tissue itself is. And if they jiggle just a little bit, they can tear those, those uh, veins and have a small bleed. You can also see it in trauma, like in uh, infants. And then interestingly, you can see it after patients that have had a shunt placed because you decompress that high pressure in the brain. The brain kind of sinks a little, and then you tear the veins and can get a subdural hematoma. Subdural hematomas can be um, difficult to pick up on head CT depending on the timing. For the first one to three weeks, they're hyperdense on head CT, meaning they look like bone and they're easy to see. And then for the next three weeks, they're actually isodense to the brain, so you might not see them at all. And then after that, they change their density and you can see them once again. But you can have a little better luck um, picking them up with IV contrast or with an MRI. And uh, I really never could find a good number on um, what the incidence is of subdural hematomas that are spontaneous. They're almost always associated with trauma. It seems like in our clinical experience here in the ED, we see a lot of older patients with subdural and they say, I didn't hit my head, I don't remember anything. They probably just had some minor trauma that they don't recall. But if they're on anticoagulants, there are a certain small percentage that can have just a spontaneous subdural hematoma. So that's it. Thank you. Thanks.